Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Now today we are talking about unlimited source, limited vessels. And last Sunday... Uh, first, I would like to welcome those who are joining us online. Last Sunday, I was joining us online, and Noah brought down the house, the unjust steward. Did you know there is so much wisdom in that story? It just sounds so confusing. How can the master be commending a thief? And man, Noah just surfaced all the goods. And I was like, wow! I should be there shouting. I was shouting by myself. And now we continue about unlimited source, limited vessels, and this is primarily about creating income streams. Amen? Yeah, let's do the typical Chirokole church thing right now. Tell your neighbor you're about to get rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I came across this information this morning, and I want us to go through it together. I want you to promise me you'll not feel depressed afterwards because I still have a someone to preach. And it, it is said African countries received 162 billion in 2015 mainly in loans, aid, and personal remittances. Are you following? But in the same year, 203 billion was taken from the continent. How many of you know that's a negative? We are one goal down right there. Yeah? 203 was was taken from the continent either directly through multinationals, nationals repatriating profits and illegally moving money into tax tax havens. What's happening to my English? Or by costs imposed by the rest of the world through climate change adaptation and mitigation. Are you following? This led to an annual financial deficit of 41.3 billion from the 47 African countries, where many people remain trapped in poverty, according to the report Honest Accounts 2017. The campaign has said illicit financial flows defined as illegal movement of cash between countries account for 68 billion a year, three times as much as the 19 billion Africa receives in aid. That's two nil against us. So they give you 19 billion in aid, they make so much noise, they make you feel like beggars, and they are taking out 68 billion. Are there any Africans here? Are you angry? Or not yet? What must I do to annoy you properly? Because you can't change what you don't hate. Yeah. So we are a donor continent. People make us feel like beggars because we have chosen to be beggars when we are a donor continent. All right. The key factors contributing to this inequality include unjust debt payments and multinational companies hiding proceeds through tax avoidance and corruption. African governments received $32 billion in loans in 2015. Are you there? 
but paid more than half of that, 18 billion in debt interest, with a level of debt rising rapidly. That's three nil. What's the way forward? What are we going to do? <laughs> do what? Penalties. Impose penalties. <laughs> oh! <laughs> penalties only come in when you're equal. Three nil. <laughs> uh, and we can't, we, we can't bribe the referee. <laughs> we are three nil down and we are in trouble. So, so the issue here is that we've been sold the wrong thing. We are thinking wrong about ourselves, about our continent. We don't even know how rich we are. We are so rich, but the media makes it look like we are so poor. And so we have accepted this poverty position and think that begging and getting free things is the best. When it's not, Africa needs to get into business. Business. Amen. Some people criticize me for preaching about business in church. Jesus taught more about money than heaven, than prayer, heaven and hell combined. You can't even throw in fasting. We need to get into business. It's time to stop begging. It's time to start business. Just let me elbow your neighbor. Tell him, time to stop begging. Time to start business. Some people here, instead of elbowing, they are just getting cuddly. What's going on? Obey instructions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Elbow your neighbor. This was in the Guardian of May 14th, 2017. We are donating so much money while thinking we are broke. People come to this continent with a briefcase, and in a short while they own the, uh, all the buildings on the main streets, and the people who were born here, who should have the advantage, who had the land titles in the first place, have nothing. And guess what? We can't blame them. Can you blame someone for using the knowledge they have? So this business of hating on rich people doesn't work. In fact, if you hate on rich people, it's unlikely you're going to become one of them. So instead of hating on people and coming up with all sorts of ideas, let's get into the business stream urgently, especially with church people. Are you following? Second Kings chapter 4. Verse 1, let's read this as loudly together as possible. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Wow. Do you see that? Your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming. How many of you know your commitment to the Lord is not going to save you from financial stupidity? It's not. Knowledge in one area of your life does not translate to knowledge in other areas of your life. Just because you know what's written in the book of Leviticus does not mean you know how to make profits. And you can be very successful like this prophet 
in serving the Lord and leave behind an enslaved family. Are you following? You know, this morning I don't have much time and there's too much content. So, all my jokes are out, stories are out. I'm just going at it. So, I hope you have a good attitude. <laughs> because I'm just delivering information. So, I, I don't have time to fast massage you and be nice. No. Look, a guy served the Lord. He was a prophet for crying out loud. He could foretell the future. But he couldn't make money. So you can pray in tongues and be broke. And actually, that's quite a prevalent situation. Okay. At least one person there thinks it's funny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm connecting with one person. Let me focus there. You can, you, uh, do you see that? So don't let a situational problem become a generational problem. The guy had needed money for something. And he borrowed and he failed to pay back. And several years later, his children are going to be slaves for generations, which was going to happen until the year of Jubilee, if they observed it. That's the only chance they would have of freedom. So what situation are you going through now? And what decisions are you making now in that situation that can affect your lineage for generations? Everyone experiences their parents' decisions. The ones you're making now, your children are going to experience them, and their children will experience them, and their children will experience them. Whether that's financially, whether that's pertaining to your marriage, whether that's pertaining to, I don't know, your children and their children and their children will experience your decisions. If you are a mukisa, my children, your starting position is very different from if you were a Madhvani. Even if you got higher grades in school. <laughs> hey, yes, you can get all A's. But if the other guy's last name is Madhvani, <laughs> no chance, no chance. No chance unless Mukisa does something really radical to start moving things towards Madhivani status, which I'm going to do. And I hope you do too. Amen? We cannot continue having the richest continent hosting the poorest people. Not fair. And we can turn it around. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in the house. And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Every time you come to God with a problem, including this morning, he comes to you with a proposition, which is, what do you have? What do you have? God, isn't God awesome? Like, God doesn't want to do it all for you so that you feel like, oh my God, no. He wants you to feel empowered. God is empowering you know the most disempowering thing you can do for someone is to completely remove them from the process of providing what they need so they don't even know how it manifests. God gave Israel the promised land, all of it. He declared it's yours, it is the land flowing with milk and honey, go take it. Guess what happened next? Do you think they just walked in and said, 
Can I have my land title, please? And the keys to my house. You'll inherit houses you never built and vineyards you didn't plant. Is that what happened? What happened next? They had to sharpen their swords, get their equipment, and they had to start fighting. Some of you, that day you'll learn that your life will change. Everything is a fight. The only difference is we fight from victory. We don't fight for victory. We fight with the end known. You get what I'm saying? Like after these three services, I'm going to go home to my house in Kitukutwe. You think I'm going to just be conveyed there? I fall here on the carpet and say, Lord, take me home. And then I wake up in my couch with the TV on and the remote in my left hand. Is that what's going to happen? No. The home is mine. The Lord has promised protection. He wants me to get home, but I have to drive the car, go through the traffic, find routes. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what we call empowering. So God, some of you think God is not just answering your prayer. No, God is empowering you. He's like, is, that's what you want? It's there. It's yours. I've given it to you. Now get up and get it. Get up and get it. Because this woman comes to Elisha, you would think Elisha would be like, what? One of my own protégés left behind the date and the children are being taken? Let me start a fundraising campaign. Let me give you some money. No. What does he say? What do you have? Some of you, God is asking you this morning, what do you have? Lord, I need money, money, what? Rent, school fees. What else is needed for Fuel, shoes, clothes, uh, flat screen, whatever it is. And I haven't yet had the investments. And what, what does God come and say? What do you have? You're like, what do I have? God. God, you're lacking in communication skills. <laughs> I just told you my problem. I'm expecting a solution. Now you're asking questions. That's God. He's empowering you. I want to give you permission. Can I give you permission? I want to give you permission to refuse to give money to anyone who comes and asks you for money on this property. Hmm. Tell them to go see the pastor. Because they're going to sell you some story how some aunties, aunties, nephew's dog died and they have to go to the village for trans and they don't have transport. And being the most generous church that you are, you're going to get in your wallet and give them money. And you're disempowering them. There are people who come around begging for money. They tell them, come tomorrow, I have a job for you. They don't show up the next day. And do you know what? As a continent, we need to get out of that paradigm of aid into business. Business. So he says, what do you have? What can you give, him, give me to work with? All the different people in the Bible that worked with God, they had to give God something to work with. So what do you have? So she said, I have nothing but a jar of oil. So your problem is the thing you have, you're calling it nothing. Let me even first stop right there. This thing, does the reverse work? You see, when you dance, it works. I have nothing but a jar of oil. 
people have all these incredible ideas that they think are nothing. Let me tell you, you need to work out monetization. Again, I know I'm working against very severe cultural barriers here. When you grow up in the village like I did, you think that every tree with ripe mangoes, the mangoes are yours. The tree is not yours, but the mangoes are yours. Am I talking? So you just think, you walk around and you find this tree with ripe mangoes, you just eat. So the tree is not yours, but the mangoes are yours. That's the approach we have to life, villagers. And then when we come to church, they tell us the best church is where they tell you it is free, the Lord has done it, it is free, it is free, it is free. No, salvation is the only one that's free. Even that one, you must work it out. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I can advertise two kinds of meetings. One can be, come and let's learn how to make money, how to start businesses, multiply them, BT, what? Eh? Then I have very few people. Then another meeting, a man of God is coming, you're going to live with money in your pocket. <laughs> you haven't even asked what's the process of how the money will get. My friend, the place will be packed to capacity. If I can promise something without process, save this will fall for it. <laughs> we want the miracle, not the blessing. Do you know that, do you know that the difference, main difference between miracles and blessing is that for a miracle you have to suspend natural laws, whereas the blessing works with natural laws. So a hungry person who has nothing to eat and they are walking on the street and suddenly when they are praying, a mango falls from the mango tree. I don't know what's the opposition with mangoes this morning. <laughs> right in front of them on the street, that's a miracle. They're going to be like, the Lord has answered my prayer. Just when I was about to die of hunger, mangoes fell. And he will pick the mango, give thanks and eat. That's a miracle. The person who owns the mango tree, who planted the tree, watered it, nurtured it, and now it has hundreds of mangoes. It's just that this particular one, which fell for the prayer person, the branch was extending outside the boundary wall. But the person on the other side, seated on the, on the couch, on the veranda, who owns the tree, is walking in the blessing. And you know, while Africa is praying for miracles, people are operating the blessing. Maybe it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and operate the blessing. Follow the laws. Follow the natural laws. So God says, what do you have? Then he says, so don't call your thing nothing. That small idea can be serious in the hands of God. Yeah? Just start. Look. Some of you want to dot all the I's, cross all the T's before you start. No, you can't learn riding a bicycle by looking at it. The only way to learn how to ride a bicycle is to get onto one, and I can guarantee you there will be at least a minimum of two falls. So get on with it. Make your first loss and let's keep moving. 
<laughs> okay. Some of you are too spiritual to accept that. Let me continue. So he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour into all these vessels and set aside the full ones. I'm going to just now use this scripture and bend it towards my purposes because I think it fits. So you come to God. He says, what do you have? He says, oh, okay, I, I, I can speak. Okay, what else can you do? I like electrical things. Okay, what else can you do? I can teach. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I have a piece of land somewhere. I think we can do agriculture. There's someone here who just told me they are doing agriculture. How many acres? No, that was the other person. Someone was in the business garage. They are doing 100. You, how many are you doing, ma'am? 5,000. Yes. Yeah, that's the exact reaction. And that's the one they are doing as a group, as a company. And your personal is what? 175. This guy is farming 175 acres as an individual and together with others, 5,000. You see? That's why you should come to church with your business cards. <clears throat> Some people are seeing. Others are not. <laughs> We are supposed to do some exercises. We will not do them because I just can't nail it on time. But prayer is not in the success equation. That's why all these years of praying, you're still broke. Prayer is in the revelation equation. Success begins when you start implementing the things God told you in prayer. If you think that prayer manifests money, you're accusing Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg of being the greatest prayer warriors on the planet. Them fellows are not prayer warriors. They just act on the ideas they get. Which ones are you not acting on yet? Why are you still broke with all this money hanging around? All right, so... Implement. So this, this lady, the prophet, gave her the idea, go borrow vessels. In others, maybe that your own capacity is small. Rope in others. Bring in others. Yeah? Because your own capacity may not be that big. So he says, do this. And then he says, so he went from him and shut the door behind her. And her son brought the vessels to hand. She poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And there was not another. There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. Then he said, "Go sell it." Is it. So, how does this apply? Set up vessels. Set up vessels. You see, God is not limited at all. At all. You know. I have my own ideas on some of those scriptures. But there's so much money in heaven, they have nowhere to keep it. So they just left it on the streets. Have you read those verses of streets made of gold? 
Yeah, there is nowhere to keep it. Why? Why is it stuck in heaven? Because the balokole, for whom the money is, have failed to receive it. If God could bypass all our small thinking, we would all be billionaires in dollars. But he can't. He has to work with us. It is according to your faith. According to your faith. This woman could only have as much oil as the number of vessels she could get. Donald Trump won the presidency of the U.S. and he was investigating, they were being investigated or audited to make sure there is no conflict of interest. And he was found to be involved in more than 500 businesses. The person is involved in more than 500 businesses, he has time to campaign for the presidency and he wins. Meanwhile, you, you are busy. Busy. And then start asking, what are you busy with? If you're busy and broke, you need to change something. It means, <laughs> it means you're being busy with the wrong things. Are you following? Don't shut me down. I'm not the one who wrote the scriptures. My role is to teach them. He says, you as a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich in all labor there is profit. But idle chatter leads only to poverty. If you're busy with idle chatter, poverty. If, but if you're really, really busy and you're still broke, there is just something you need to change in your busyness. Because the idea is that as you get busy, you need to get bucks. You need to get money. As the busier you are, the richer you become. That's the idea. And, and then you apply the right thinking. Let me say it this way. The, 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 the problem is just something you don't know yet. That's all. It has nothing to do with wrong business, wrong country. No, it's just some piece of knowledge you need to get. And once you get it, we're home. We're good to go. Are, are you tracking? Yeah? He says, you know, leper this problem, but that idol chatter leads only to poverty. So it means that you and I, there are so many vessels, different ideas, things we can bring to God. Yeah? Bring your jar of oil and start pouring it in vessels. The other day I was teaching about this, and then someone had it the right way, differently. So, for example, if God wanted to bring you money, to send you money, where would he send it? Bank account. Yeah? If you have one. Yeah? So what happens if you don't have one? God is stuck. So, mobile money. Okay. That one was imposed on you. You don't even know how much you have there. So what happens if you want to send dollars? Dollar account. Someone listened to me teaching this. It was a Tuesday morning. And then she told her husband to immediately go and open a dollar account. She sent him a message. He went and opened a dollar account. And that very day he was paid 
in dollars. After chasing their employer for this money for months, which they hadn't been paying, the day they opened the dollar account is the day the dollars were paid. So some of us, like God is like, start the thing, I'll bless it. Oh, no. Lord, help, landlord, eh, school fees. Start the thing, I'll bless it. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped a hundredfold. How much do you reap when you sow nothing? What is a hundredfold of zero? All right. We have understood. Are you going to do something about this? Go create income streams. When I started creating income streams, money started coming towards me. And I've just figured, it looks like the more streams I create, the more it will look for me. And that's what I'm going to do. Now, I don't have to be involved in running everything. You see, one of our problems as Ugandans, maybe Africans, is that you want to be the one to open the shop, stand behind the counter, do the sales yourself, close it in the evening, go home tired. No. And then you find 30 people, they're all doing the same thing. Small shop here, and they're very educated people. I Look, come together, start the business, employ one of you. Let one of you become the CEO. Put your money together and pay, pay them. Let them employ two people who require less payment than you all. And then run the business properly. Then have shareholders meetings. Why is it so quiet? Am I talking about mysteries? <laughs> I'm talking about things that should be very... Obvious. Instead of everyone running their personal hustle, get together. Look, you can't compete with Amazon by yourself. I didn't know you were here. You wait when Amazon comes to Africa. All those shops, you're cooked. Because there's no way I'm going to go into that traffic jam when I could just be in Chitukri and order a thing and it's get brought to my home. Because if Amazon doesn't come, someone will start an equivalent. There was some attempts, some other people, I will not name them, but I don't know why they haven't figured out something. Just a little figuring out. Maybe that's something you should be doing. I know that all, a lot of online uh, uh, distribute sales businesses have tried here and they haven't succeeded wildly. And I think that there's just a little thing that they need to sort. Just a little thing. Because there's no reason whatsoever I would go into that traffic to buy a thing which can be delivered to my office. No, not me. And I'm sure there are many other people like me. So there's just a little thing they haven't resolved. And once that little thing gets resolved, all you who are running your things analog, Fair warning. Amen. Have you understood? In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The law of income states that you shall be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. Now, you have value. All of you have value. The point is, are you bringing it to the market?
are you bringing it to the market? Or you're just seated there with your value. All successful people convert their time into tangible products and services. That's a lot of time. So all you need to do is work out your conversion, not with tear and trembling, but with excitement. So what ideas are you ready to act on? What ideas are you acting on or are you going to act on? I know that many people are already acting on very many ideas, but I want us to be really practical about it. Amen. Why don't we do this? Let's do, gather in threes. Threes. And, 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 and each one share at least some of the ideas you have and how much revenue you're making through those ideas in 2019. Just the overall revenue. You're going to get so many ideas by listening to other people by that. Let's do that right now in our remaining minutes. Gather in threes, share the ideas and how much revenue. Write them down, talk about it. Talk about it. Let's do that. All right. This, this conversation can continue at the drinks table. I saw one group there, and they have like five billion in their group. So I don't know how much is in your discussion group. So, amen. Can you get back to me now? As we, st as we start to close this service. So, this is what you should do. Make sure you talk to someone. There are people here with ideas that will blow your mind. Did you know someone is farming 5,000 acres? All righty. Business people. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.